Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. So good to be with you as we begin the work week. I'm blessed that I can be here to be an encouragement to you and to be able to answer your questions and be able to pray with you. You heard the call-in number is 303-690-3000. And with you for the next hour is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I usually host on Mondays and Tuesdays, and I'm so blessed to be with you every opportunity that I have to be able to host Calvary Live. As most of you know, as you uh, are regular listeners to Calvary Live or Grace FM or listen to to, um, to Calvary Live on another Christian radio station, that this is the program where you get to call in and ask questions and to be able to give prayer requests. So this is your show. And the heart of the show is for you to call in, 303-690-3000. we got all open lines. That's the call-in number. If you're listening live on uh, Grace FM today uh, along the Front Range, we just encourage you, be careful, as there's a lot of weather alerts out and uh, advisories as the snow has moved into northern Colorado here in Greeley and north of here up into our listening area of Cheyenne and Laramie. So we just want to... Um, just encourage you, be careful as the snow moves in, as you're traveling home or going out this evening. And uh, the moisture is a blessing, but we have to be extra cautious. So welcome those of you to radio stations here in Colorado, 101.7 in Southern Colorado, uh, Pueblo Fountain, Colorado Springs. Welcome. Love to hear from you guys down in Southern Colorado and then up here in Northern Colorado from Castle Rock, Parker, up through the metro area along the Front Range, the Front um, Plains in Northern Plains of Colorado up into Southern Wyoming. Welcome, everyone. So glad that you can tune in today. And then also we want to welcome those who are listening in on Grace, not Grace, but Hope and Truth FM on the East Coast and uh, any other radio network. As you're listening to Calvary Live on the radio, you're a week delayed. So uh, we'd love to have you call in. You can call at that number, 303-690-3000. We will have our conversation, and then you can pick it up a week later. But those of you listening online, whether it's on the app or a tablet, uh, the app on your tablet, smartphones, or the Grace FM website, we have listeners all across the country um, from up in the Northeast, clear to Southern California, and down South, all through the Midwest. We're so grateful that you're listening, you too can call at 303-690-3000. want to remind you there is another way for you to be able to call in a question or to give a prayer request. That's through a dedicated text line. And as time permits, we will go to the text line. That is a different number, uh, just a short text for your question or prayer request, 720-336-0897. Don't leave a message. No one will answer that line. Uh, but you can uh, text it in your questions and prayer requests. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. we got a couple open lines. 
And we're going to go to the phone lines here. Just um, love for us to be able to talk about the things of the Lord, be encouraged in the Lord, go to the word of the Lord. Let's go to Bryce in Castle Rock. Hi, Bryce. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? You're on Calvary Live. Thank you very much. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Just watching it snow out my window. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty cloudy, snowy day today. <laughs> it's coming your way. <laughs> it's very foggy <laughs> down here, but... Yeah. Not so too what much do you snow. have for me? Yeah. What do you have for me today? So just a very quick uh, background. I grew up LDS, um, Mormon. And I've always been taught about, you know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost and about how they are all separate entities and how I later am, you know, ordained with the um, gift of the Holy Ghost um, and that it's separate, you know, from the other things. But then learning, I'm going to Calvary. I've been going for a few months now. um, And I've noticed that, you know, it's obviously the Trinity and that they're all one being. And I've just questioned... um, you know, how it, how is it that God and Jesus are separate or are the same? Because um, I've just been taught so, you know, so yeah. often that it was that they're separate beings. Um, you know, that, yeah, Bryce. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what the LDS uh, teaches. You know, when I was out of college, um, I was working in Utah. I was working for the government. And I was living with a family, with uh, a, a family that actually the uh, the dad was the uh bishop at the uh, local LDS um, ward. And I remember, you know, talking to them and uh, how they explained that. So I've done a lot of reading on, um, you know, the doctrine of the Mormons and what they believe. And they do believe that Jesus is separate from the Father. They believe that Jesus is a created being, right? That he's the brother of Lucifer. And that's something that a lot of people don't realize of the Mormons. They believe that there's a God, the father and God, the mother that has billions of spirit children and the first one created. And they will say from Colossians chapter one, see, it says that Jesus is the firstborn among creation. And they'll say, see, he's the first one. And then Lucifer is his brother. And they came up with the plan of salvation and that was Jesus was going to go to the cross, and Lucifer rebelled against it and um, and fell and became Satan. That That's what right. you grew up okay. with, right? So yeah. I remember studying the Word of God and, and seeing if these things were so, because that's what the Word of God is to, to do for us. John said in 1 John that test the spirits to see if they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And as you study the scriptures, you go through Isaiah. Isaiah is very clear that there's one God. And that was huge for me as I was reading that in what the Mormon missionaries were telling me, um, that there's one God and there is no other. Um, He is from everlasting to everlasting, and we can trust in that. And um, he goes on to say, I am, for example, in Isaiah 46, I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, from ancient times, things that are not yet, saying my counsel stands. And he keeps reiterating that, that that I am he, I am the first, I am also the last. So the Bible is very, very clear that, um, as he says, that I am God, and there is no one else besides me, that there's one God, but then the claims of Jesus. And that's really 
what really brought peace to me and truth to me is that Jesus would say to, for example, in John's gospel, to the religious leaders that before Abraham was, I am. And in that statement, what he was saying is, I'm the one at the burning bush. Remember, Moses was at the burning bush in the book of Exodus, and he said, what is your name? And uh, actually, this was on the radio program, I believe today on our uh, radio uh, program uh, under the fig tree, that Mm -hmm. Moses would say, you know, what is your name? So I can tell the children of Israel. And the Lord said, you tell them I am that I am. You tell them that I am has sent you. And when Jesus declared that before Abraham was, I am, because the religious leaders are saying, you're saying that you were there in Abraham's day. You're not but 50 years old. And he said, before Abraham was, I am. He was declaring deity. He was declaring that I'm the one at the burning bush. So Jesus, the deity and divinity of Jesus is something that the Mormons deny. He is eternal. He is one with the Father that he is the I am, you know, and you can go through Isaiah and even do a study where he says that I am the first, I am the last. Um, That's the name of the Lord. That's who he declares that he is. You go to the book of Revelation, you see that Jesus says what? I am the first and I am the last. So you see the divinity of Jesus. He is eternal. He's not created. He is the creator. He is one with the Father. He is equal with the Father, Paul would write that not considering to be robbery, to be equal with God, he humbled himself, became a man. So that's where the Trinity comes from, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God in three persons. And Jesus is equal with the Father. He is God. Remember Thomas, at, we talked about this at uh, Resurrection Weekend, that when Thomas felt his hands, the, the holes in his hands and the, and the, um, the scar in his side, he worshiped, worshiped Jesus. He said, my Lord and my God. So the Bible is very clear. There's one God, and Jesus claimed to be God. He was God in human flesh, fully God, fully man. He's equal with God at the right hand of the Father. And the Trinity is kind of a hard concept for us because we got finite minds. But we do mm-hmm. know what the Bible has to say. And so the Mormons teach that he's created, that he's not eternal, that the Mormons also teach, and I'm sure that you know this growing up in the Mormon church, that if you're worthy enough that you get married and if you get sealed in the temple, that you can become a God yourself and you can progress in heaven and that you can progress to where you can become a God and you can create a world and you can create a planet. And that is totally false. That is um, not what the scripture says. The scripture is very clear that before me there was no other God, after me there shall be no other God. I am the only God, the creator, and we are not going to be God. And, you know, that's the lie, you know, Bryce, of um, of Satan to Eve. Uh, you remember that Satan said, what do you mean? Don't Did he really say don't eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Because if you eat of it, you will be like God. So it's one of the yeah. oldest lies that there is. And you're going, if you're going to Calvary, you're going to a place where you're going to get grounded in that truth. You're going to receive truth and you're going to have a clear understanding of who Jesus is. Oh, I'm starting to find that more and more each week and every day when I'm listening to, you know, this, this station, I mean, I'm, 
I'm learning more about what I was lacking with my relationship with Jesus Christ. And, you know, again, like you said, grounding myself in that belief and that faith. Um, so I'm just so grateful for what you guys do and to be able to answer this so deeply. I mean, that was the best explanation I think I could have ever gotten. And then those resources and references to the Bible. And I mean, that was just, it was very helpful. It's just incredible because I've always believed that. And it's been stunting the, again, the progression of my relationship with Jesus Christ. Cause I've wondered if I'm praying to God, am I praying to Jesus? Am I thanking Jesus? Am I thanking God? It's always been a kind of struggle for me. Yeah. So that really cleared a lot up and I'm, I'm, I really appreciate your help and your time. You bet. And we're here to answer your questions and they're there at Calvary to answer your questions. And, you know, there's good resources out there. Ron Rhodes, uh, R, um, let's see, I want to make sure, uh, R-H-O-D-E-S, Ron Rhodes is an Mm -hmm. apologist, and he's written some books, How to Answer a Mormon, How to Answer Those Questions, How to Answer a Jehovah Witness. He's a great apologist. He just sticks to, to the scriptures. So if you're at Calvary that's got a bookstore, I'm sure that they got those books. We have them in our bookstore and you might pick one up, and he's very easy to understand. I'm reading his latest book, Spiritual Warfare in the Last Days. And the thing that I like about Ron Rhodes is he sticks to the scriptures, and he puts it all together where you can easily understand it. And, and you know, when I was wrestling with all that 30 years ago, over 30 years ago, it was, mm-hmm. ooh, boy, I'm getting old. It was uh, almost 40 <laughs> years ago. I was just out of college. Somebody sent me a book by a Calvary pastor, Don Stewart, and he had co-written some um, books with Josh McDowell, a great apologist, and it really helped me out to know what the Scripture says. So there's good resources, and you got a great church that's going to continue to answer your questions. Well, great. I, again, I appreciate everything that you helped me with today, and you, you know, God bless us. you. I really appreciate it. All right. You be careful out there. Yep, God you bless as well. You. Stay warm. <laughs> All right, I will. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We uh, got an open line. When somebody hangs up, there's at least an open line. So we're going to continue with the phone lines. Let me give you that text message again. 720-336-0897. I am more convinced than ever, folks, and I think you know this to be true, that we need to be in the Scriptures because there's so many voices that are out there and there's so much that will lead us astray from the truth of God's Word. Test the spirits to see if they are of God, because many false teachers have gone out into the world. And be in a church that is dedicated to teaching the truth of God's Word, standing on the truth of God's Word that's going to give it to you, and then you be in your devotions. You be a student of the Word as well. And, um, and, um, and keep listening to Grace FM, the good Bible teaching, and this show. So we're here to answer any questions that you have. 303-690-3000, the text line 720-336-0897. We're going to go to Aurora and talk to Phil. Hi, Phil. Hey, Pastor Jeff. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, my uh, my question is, um, so I've been trying to uh, evangelize um, my aunt, and she's been, you know, really disagreeing with everything I say for the last few months, and it has been, you know, I can get to God through good works and these things. Um, and uh, in the last couple texts, uh, she lives in Louisiana, so I just texted her. But um, she, I asked, well, what do you think? It's why, it was, what was the purpose of Jesus dying on the cross? And she said, 
for the atonement of the world. And I said, well, have you accepted this atonement for your sin? And she said, yes. And so then I, you know, it's obviously like really excited, like, okay, yeah. you know, yeah. she's accept, you know, she's accepted Jesus. You know, within the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, is this a genuine thing or not? And I don't want to sour this by, yeah. you know, getting into a conflict about some other, you know, piece of theology or something. And so, you know, do I say, hey, should you get involved in the church? Encourage her to do that. Encourage her to read the Gospel of John or try to confirm this, you know, um, yeah. transformation. Yeah, you know. you're, you're on the right track. And she understands that Jesus made atonement for her sins, for her to understand because we've all sinned. And, and the gospel message, the gospel is the power of God for salvation for all who believe. It's, it's a message that even a child can receive. But then there's the growing in that truth right now. And I think you're on the right track of just encouraging her to ask any questions that she might have. You know, you can ask some some questions, uh, you know, about her, about your aunt. You know, are you reading your Bible? Read the Gospel of John. That's what I would have her do is read the Gospel of John and let the Word of God speak to her. But just encourage her to find a good Bible-believing church just in any way that you can and pray with her and just talk with her and just be a blessing to her. And what we can do sometimes, and I know this is not your desire, but we can overwhelm them. And uh, it's like she's a newborn and she's going to be taking in the milk of the word right now. And you just want her to just continue to know about the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus Christ and the message of the cross. You know, Paul, when he came into Corinth, he said, I didn't come with human wisdom or, you know, I didn't come with persuasive words, but I came in humility. I came with much fear and trembling, and I came in the power of the Holy Spirit preaching nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that was a simple message that, that Paul gave to a city that broke out in revival. Jesus Christ and him crucified. So you keep giving her that message and the living hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, truth from the Word of God, you know, just some engaging conversations, and have her read, hey, read John's Gospel, and, and start there, and then stay close to her and encourage her in her faith in the Lord. Okay. Well, well, thank you. Um, okay. um, could I have you, and, and, and I would ask everyone that is listening to, to, be, to pray for her, um, just in her Absolutely. new faith, I'm I'm hoping it is a genuine faith. <laughs> so, absolutely, love to do that, and this is a good place to do that. As Lord, we, I, I thank you for Phil just um, talking to his aunt. Um, I thank you for um, just his conversation with her and asking her that question, and you know about atonement and about dying for her sins. And I pray that you just give Phil, you know, just wisdom in speaking to her. But Lord, we do pray. You're the one that knows the heart. And you're the one that draws us to yourself. Salvation is your work. And Lord, we just pray that um, that his aunt would truly know you, truly know the gospel. And Lord, um, that Phil would just encourage her in that. And then moving forward, as she walks with you, as she is born again by the Spirit of God. 
um, that she would be grounded in the Word of God. She would be in a place where she can receive fellowship in a good Bible-believing church. And Lord, so we just lift her up to you. We thank you for the work that you've done in her heart. Continue to do that, drawing her to you in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor. You bet, Phil. Keep us updated, okay? We're here to pray for you anytime. Thank you. You bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live. I just gave you the call-in number. But Pastor Jeff Figgs up here in Greeley, snowy Greeley right now. Just once again, be careful driving out there as the snow makes its way southward. In our listening area, we do have snow coming in tonight, cold weather. And uh, so um, just want to uh, just uh, make sure that uh, you know the alerts that are out there and just be careful and as you're driving around and doing your business and uh, running your errands and everything else that is going on. Uh, we do have a co- uh, open line, 303-690-3000. Again, the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to... Colorado Springs, and Carol is on line three. Hi, Carol. Carol, are you there? Carol may have dropped. She wanted prayer. So, Carol, if you're listening, um, we are going to go ahead and pray. Um, uh, They're expecting a child and wants prayer for safe delivery and for them. And uh, so we're going to do that, Carol. We'd be glad to do that. Lord, I just pray for Carol's son and daughter-in-law that are expecting a child uh, in the early stages of her pregnancy. I pray that she would carry that pregnancy to full term. I pray that she would have a safe delivery. Lord, um, as they've uh, gone through the loss of a child, um, I just pray that um, that you would just uh, give them peace, um, give them health. May your hand be on them. I just pray you give Carol peace because uh, as grandparents, uh, we can be anxious. And I just uh, lift this family up to you. I lift this couple up to her, her son and daughter-in-law. Pray for your hand to be upon them. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. So, Carol, if you want to call back, give us a call back. We'd love to talk to you and just, you know, encourage you in any way that we can. we got um, a couple open lines that I can see. Two open lines, 303-690-3000. Love to pray with you on this cold Monday. Love to encourage you, bring warmth, you know, to your heart as we go through the scriptures. And and I just realize more and more, especially in the day in which we're in, how we need each other, how we can bless each other, encourage one another, build each other up. That's what this program is about, is in, uh, to be able to minister to you and not only answering your questions, but praying for you and encouraging you and so glad that we can gather together. Love to hear from you guys in the East Coast. Uh, if you're online, love to hear from you uh, as well. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go back to Colorado Springs. Robert has been waiting. Robert? Hi, Robert, you're Brother on. Robert. Yes, thank you yep. for taking my call. I, you bet. I called last week um, in desperation um, and uh, for prayer. And, uh, you know, intercession, uh, I, I have a praise report that, you know, I found a job very close by where I'm staying while I'm separated from my wife. 
but the uh, the praise report is that not only did I find a job, um, that but me and my wife are going to be reconciled, and she's stopped the divorce proceedings, and we're just I'm just so overjoyed and thankful that for all your prayers and all the listeners' prayers. Um, Absolutely. I, like I had said last week, um, I had been and I am staying in a hotel room, um, and I didn't, you know, I and w- without even enough to pay for another week, um, you know, Christians uh, and a Christian listener helped me get the hotel room again for another week. They've mm-hmm. the, the faithful yeah. prayers and intercession have. Got me a good job uh, doing carpentry here, right here in my area. Um, praise the Lord, Hallelujah, yeah. forever. Um, yeah. The one who gives salvation, the name Yeshua means Yahweh's salvation, which is Jesus's name in Hebrew. Um, yeah. I'm just so thankful, and um, we. I, I'm calling for another prayer request that my wife okay. would be born again, um, and just the, for the marriage of Robert and Jory that we would be able to serve the Lord in spirit and truth and together Amen. as one flesh, as the scriptures yeah. say. I'm sorry to break down. I'm just no, you're, so you're overjoyed good. for the Lord's provision mm-hmm. and his deliverance and his forgiveness and his grace and mercy yeah. and spirit and truth. He's just so incredible. There is nothing like the Lord. He is the greatest thing. Yeah. He's the one who created the universe. And I, yeah. So, my, listen, hey, divorce. we're getting ready to go to break, so I want to pray with you. And I know that you're full of joy, but Father, I pray for for Robert. And you answered prayer the last time he called in in reconciling his marriage and his wife. I and uh, and a job that um, that he's doing carpentry work. And I pray that he would continue to move forward, help him to be the husband, the man that you called him to be. Provide for him, Lord. I pray that there be a growing in uh, th- this marriage coming together working on those issues that need to be worked on. I pray that you help Robert just to to look to you um, and to be one that continues to just, um, Lord, uh, look to your faithfulness, work in his life. You know all the things that he needs. And, Lord, I pray that you continue to just work in his life in a way that, Lord, more than anything, that you would just help him to draw close to you, to grow in your word and love, and that you would continue to heal his marriage, that you provide for him the work that he's doing. And I just pray that you would bless him in every way. He's, he's full of joy. And, Lord, that I know that, um, that the challenges will be ahead. He knows that as well. But, Lord, that, that he would stay close to the shepherd, to the good shepherd. And, Lord, that he would find a place of fellowship in a church, that he can be encouraged, him and his wife, they can grow, and they can receive godly counsel. So, Lord, thank you for the work that you are doing, and I thank you for the work that you want to do in this life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Robert, God bless you, man. Thanks for, for following up with us. Thank you. All right. You bet, absolutely. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. we got a couple open lines. We're, we don't have time to, to take a call right before the break. It's the only break that we have with the show but grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000. And when we get done with the break, um, that we will uh, go to um, 
Zilda and Colorado Springs that needs prayer. So if you will hold and uh, we'll be with you in just a minute after the break. And, um, and then we invite you to call in with your questions and, um, and your prayer requests. The text line is 720-336-0897. You can text in a prayer request. And we'd love to hear you. Some of you are calling in with uh, the follow-up of how the Lord's worked in your life. And we'd love to hear it. So God bless you. We'll be right back after the break. Like I said, it's the only break. 303 690 Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. This is Pastor Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this snowy day. It's snowing up here in northern Colorado. So those of you up listening on 89.7, Make sure that you are safe as you travel. The roads are getting slick. The roads are getting icy. They will continue through the night. The snow is heading southwards in our listening area to Denver metro area. Be heading down towards Colorado Springs. So just want to give you a heads up on that. So good to be with you. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. And I believe that we got a couple open lines. And uh, love for you. Got one open line. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. Always a blessing to be with you. Um, Let's go to our phone lines, Zyda in Colorado Springs. Zyda? Zyda, are you there? Okay, Zyda left, but um, she held on. She needs prayer uh, for her health and special needs son and her deployed husband. Zyda, if you're listening down Carver Springs, I know there's a lot of military personnel with uh, Peterson Air Force Base, the Space Command, Fort Carson. We're so grateful for our troops and we're thankful for your husband and his service to our nation. So I want to say that. And Father, I just pray for Zyda, for uh, her health. You know what her healths are. Um, You know her needs in her health. I pray that you just bring strength that you bring uh, healing, uh, restoration to her body, but also that you would just bring comfort to her, energy to her. We pray for her son that has special needs. You know what they are. And just be with them. Be with this family. As her husband is off serving our nation in an honorable way. Um, that, Lord, we just pray for her needs to be met. And by you, Lord, physically, emotionally, spiritually, give her peace. Help her minister to her son. Lord, that uh, he would receive everything that he needs. And, Lord, I just lift this family up to you. I thank you that, um, Lord, they call in, and you know who exactly they are and where they are at. And so I just pray that you would um, just um, bless them, have your hand protect her husband as he's deployed, and uh, be with him in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Again, this is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on Mondays and with you live as you're listening on Grace FM and love to have you call in 
or if you're listening to another Christian radio station, Hope Truth FM, you can call in at that number I just gave you. You are a week delayed, but then the online listeners love to hear from you wherever you are across the country listening in to our program, Calvary Live. This is where we'll answer your questions. We'll pray for you, encourage you in any way that we can. we got a couple open lines, and so I'd love for you to be able to call in. In the meantime, we're going to go back to Aurora with Dominic. Dominic is on line one. Dominic, how are you? Hi, my name's actually Dominique. <laughs> oh, but, <laughs> how are you? Thanks for I'm, calling. I'm, thank you, Pastor. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm actually going through some issues with my marriage. Um, I think I called you before. Um, okay. The situation is just being that my husband's not wanting to attend church service as much as I am. Um, he is a Christian. My husband's the one who actually led me to the Lord. Um okay. And we've been together for, uh, it'll be 10 years this year, um, but we've only been married four years. And um, um, I'm involved in a church that I, I, I really love and I miss. And it's difficult because my husband's not exactly excited about going to church. So when it comes time to go to church, there's always like, he wants me to spend more time with the family or like, he, he'll say like, well, let's do a family thing and God will appreciate right. that, you know, and. And it's like, right. I understand that, but God also appreciates fellowship, and I need the fellowship. I need it. Right. And um, yeah. my husband and I both have struggled with substance abuse, um, and so for me, like, being close to the Lord is very important, not just for me, but for him as well. And whenever he starts to depart from the things of the Lord, I begin to get very anxious and controlling um, yeah. because I get scared. <laughs> and so then mm-hmm. I want to control everything, and I control it I, I just out of fear, you know, and so I've tried to explain to my husband the only way that we can have a healthy relationship is with Jesus because of the mess we've caused with our substances and with the issues right. we've had throughout the years. Right. And so now it's causing, uh, he's telling me that I'm judging him and that I'm forcing him to do things. And uh, he says, I thought a woman's supposed to win her husband with her conduct. Right. And you know what? He's right. But I'm tired yes. of being the one who always has to have the right conduct like. When are you well, going to do the rest? You're the man. Like, I, I, need yeah. you, I need you to pick me up right now, you know? And yeah. I'm tired. And it's I'm very, tired. very, very difficult where, yeah, and you you sound tired and you're frustrated. And, Dominique, that's why, you know, this on this Sunday that we are going to be in Matthew chapter 19. And it's when the religious leaders come to Jesus and they ask him about marriage. And, and he gives the definition of marriage. He gives the desire of marriage, and, and but he really, in that, as we look at it carefully, really tells us that the, the seriousness of marriage as well and the roles of husbands and wives the Bible gives to us. And, and it, you know, the man is to lead, but you're in a place right now that you want to go to church, and, and we're called not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. Um, to have that fellowship, because God made us to fellowship not only with him, but with each other as well. And, and you know, you need the leading of your husband, but right now you don't have that. We're going to pray for that, and and that you keep praying. You're in that place of praying and um, of continuing to pray and, and to encourage him with the Word of God. And um, it's a hard place to be, but waiting on the Lord. 
And so, Father, I pray for my sister. I, I pray that you would help her right now because she's tired. She's frustrated. But, Lord, that you would give her the strength and the wisdom to, to be the wife that you called her to be, to respect her husband, but, Lord, also to be praying in that place that you would do a work in his heart because we know we can't change people's hearts. And, Lord, I just pray that he would have his eyes open, his heart softened, that that you want to do a work not only in their marriage but in his life and drawing him to you, that he would know the importance of having his family and his wife in fellowship, that he would understand that what pleases you is that a husband that will take on the role and responsibilities that you've called him to do. And so I just pray for my sister. I pray for Dominique that you would just be with her, strengthen her, work in this marriage, Lord. I pray that you work in every way that needs to be done. And Lord, that I just lift up this couple to you because I know that you want to do this work. And Lord, that you would open his eyes, soften his heart in every way to you, Lord. And what you called him to be a man of God, to draw him closer to your love, to Lord, to, to lead his family, his wife in the way that you desire. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. You, you bet. And I'll keep praying for you, okay? I know you will. And I appreciate the listeners. We'll be praying as well. Thank you all. Uh-huh. 303 You bet. God bless you. 303 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Love to throw out those numbers. In case you just join us, give me a call. We got an open line. If you got time to text and we got time to go to it. And let's go to Anastasia in Denver. Anastasia, did I say that right? Yes, that's right. Hi. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How, How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, thank you for taking my call. I'm actually you calling because um, a friend of mine who's a Christian, he, he wanted me to call and ask about Ezekiel 19 because he's come across that specific chapter um, many times. Um, and we he was just confused, and I read it too, and I'm confused about the meaning of it, of who are mm-hmm. the cubs and who's the lioness. Yeah. So, you know, as Ezekiel <laughs> is writing... He, it's a lamentation, chapter 19, for the kings of Israel. Um, and he begins to use poetic language or symbols. And the first young cub is J.O. Ahaz. And he's talking about the, the last kings of Judah before the destruction of Jerusalem. And the last godly king, as you go back to Second Chronicles and Second Kings, was Josiah. When Josiah was the king, Jeremiah was uh, ministering. He began his ministry. Josiah was a godly king. He brought reforms. He brought back temple worship. He recommitted the Passover. He was a godly king. Well, he ends up getting killed in about 609 B.C., and he's killed by uh, the king of Egypt. And when he gets killed... Josiah, his son, Jehoahaz, becomes king. But he's only king for a little bit, for three months, because he's taken off into captivity by the you know, uh, king of Egypt, the pharaoh of Egypt. And that's what it speaks about as you continue. The cub uh, 
would be taken off, and then his brother Jehoiakim, um, he would come on the scene as well. He only reigned for a few months, and he's taken off by the Babylonians, and he is, you know, there in captivity of Babylonia. So that's what it's talking about using these these analogies. And then when you read in verses 12 through 14, the wind came from the east, uh, a hot wind that speaks of the Babylonians that came in from the east, and they would come and, and they would bring judgment upon Judah. So all this is being talked about. The last king before the destruction of Jerusalem, because Anastasia, there was three waves of captivity, 605 B.C., uh, when Daniel was taken off into captivity, he's taken to Babylon, of course. You read the book of Daniel, where he <laughs> is um, there in the palace. Ezekiel was taken off in the second wave, or the second deportation, in 597 B.C. And Ezekiel is prophesying during that time. And so he's speaking about those kings. And then the the last king, so it's Josiah, his son Jehoahaz, comes to the throne. He's only there three months, taken to Egypt, the young cub. Then there is um, Jehoiakim, who is a terrible king. And uh, he ends up dying about 597 B.C. Then his son comes on, Jehoiakim, with an M. He's taken off to Babylon after three months. And then Zedekiah comes on, the last king of the line of David. And then the some Zedekiah to Jesus' time, the royal line went underground. So that's what all the chapter is speaking about. Okay. And would the lioness be, the, I guess, the mother, or would is it maybe Israel? Well, speaking or, of the kings of, uh, do you have a particular, what is your mother, a lioness? She lays down among the lions, among the young lions, nourish her cubs. And... I'd have to look at that, at those notes, and see if I got something on that. But I do know this, speaking of those kings of Israel. So I'll try to pull something up for you. But um, that's, you know, one of the things, too, and I might speak of it, we're actually in the book of Ezekiel on Wednesday night. So if you go on our website, uh, calvarychapelgreeley.org, you can pull up those those teachings, and I've done chapter nineteen, and it wasn't that oh. long ago. So, yeah. Okay. So that's all, great. All of, this Wednesday. Yeah, all the. Yeah, I'm actually going to be in chapter thirty or twenty eight this Wednesday, but okay. you can go through all those teachings of Ezekiel. You can pick out chapter nineteen. It's all listed right there. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pastor. Yeah. Yeah, and that's going to you know. Ezekiel is interesting um, as he gives this lamentation um, and as he's talking about the lion. Um, the lioness was mother to the princess mentioned. This is in my notes in the previous verse. Um, the lioness is understood as Israel or it could be Jerusalem. Okay? Oh, okay, okay. Wonderful. But, yeah, yeah, because I, think, I thought it couldn't be God, because then at the end it says that it withered and uh, she yeah. she died. And I was like, okay, well, that it, that rules that out. <laughs> okay. And it's <laughs> well, so I'm so glad you guys things online. But, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. And God you bet. Bless. And you bet. And keep studying the Word. So good Will to see do. people. Thank you. Yeah. God bless you. God hey, bless it's you, so too. Good to, 
so good to have people studying the word in Ezekiel. Sometimes the Old Testament books get ignored. And so uh, you can look on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. And we got Isaiah, all 66 chapters. We got Jeremiah. We got Ezekiel. We're going to keep going. Um, we got uh, all those books of the Old Testament that are listed there. And um, and just verse by verse study. So check it out. Got any questions? Thank you. I, I will. Of, I appreciate it. And yeah. uh, I'm going to start going to Calvary Aurora because I just you're moved to Denver be, recently. You're, you're going to be taught well. Thank and, you. Thank you so much, all of you guys. And I you're really going to appreciate be, you. Yeah. And the other thing is, you're going to be loved. So wonderful, wonderful fellowship. Love those guys down there. They're part of my family. 303 690 3000 is the number to call. Call with your questions. Text line is 720-336-0897. We do have two open lines. we got plenty of time in the show for you to call. Let's go to Desiree in Thornton. Desiree? Desiree, are you there? Maybe she's not there. Thornton, she, let's pray for her for her son. And um, family got coronavirus. Always I am praying for uh, her husband. So, Lord, I pray for Desiree as she wasn't able to hold on. and uh, But we do know that she has this prayer request for her son, her family. Lord, you know what's going on, coronavirus, and it's still around. It's still affecting people. It's still spreading. And, Lord, we, we look forward to this going away, but it's still here. And it, it, it disrupts more than just sickness. It disrupts work schedules. It disrupts um, everything else. And so, Lord, we just lift this family up to you. And, Lord, I pray for Desiree that you would, Lord, just be with her son uh, for the things that she needs. And, Desiree, that you uh, would just give her the wisdom she needs. And, Lord, just um, all the things that are on her heart and her husband, we lift him up to you, who is not a believer, that you would draw him to you that you administer to him. Give Desiree just the the wisdom, the words to speak. And Lord, to, um, we just lift this family up to you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Desiree will be praying for you. If you need to call back, give me a call back. I believe we have all open lines. Love for you to be able to call uh, 303-690-3000. We've been busy with phone calls, which is good, and uh, got time for one or two more. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 for your questions and your prayer requests. And the text line is 720-336-0897. So uh, just a blessing to be with you to answer your questions. Um, I do, I'm going to go to the text line. And as we go to the text line, there's a question's when were angels created, and how many angels does God have? And that's a good question. We do know that angels were created um, before, prior to creation of the earth. Uh, the Bible indicates that in Job, I believe it's chapter 38, makes reference to the angels, the Son of God's, uh, that is little g's, the sons of God, a reference to angels singing at the time the earth was created. Uh, and so uh, before the creation of the 
the material universe, um, there was a vast world of spirit beings, angels, and they sang in a massive choir when God created the earth. That must have been amazing to hear that. Uh, and then how many angels angels are there? We don't know. The, the Bible does not tell us precisely how many angels there are. Nevertheless, it indicates that their numbers are uh, vast. And Scripture makes reference to a multitude of heavenly hosts. You remember that in the Christmas story of Luke chapter 2, as uh, a heavenly host of angels began to praise God at the birth of Jesus. That must have been an incredible sight. Um, we know that the book of Revelation speaks about that there is 10,000 upon 10,000. That's 100 millions. Um, and then millions upon millions upon that. Um, it, the King James, I think, uses the word myraid, which is a vast number innumerable. Um, Daniel chapter 7 speaks thousands of angels, 10,000 times 10,000. Um, and so the number is almost too vast to fathom. Um, again, Job makes mention of it that uh, is there any number to his armies, speaking of his angelic host. So we don't know how many angels there are, but there is a lot. And to remember this, that a third of those angels fell. And we get that from Revelation chapter 12. So there's a lot of uh, fallen angels out there as well. And um, so uh, that's the creation um, of angels. And hopefully that gives some clarity and understanding. So um, there is um, somebody who called in for prayer for my ear. I can't hear. Um, and been on meds. It's not working. Father, we pray for this individual that is asking for prayer for hearing, and they can't hear right now, and they would love for you and, Lord, desire for you to touch their ear so they can hear. And, Lord, we just pray that you're the one that opens eyes. You're the one that uh, brings hearing to us when we can't. You can do anything. So, Lord, this individual that is texting, you know where they're at. You know their needs. We pray for your mercy and touch to be upon them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Another question came in. Um, is the Holy Spirit a force or is actually a person? Uh, I heard a conversation uh, about the Holy Spirit being a part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is not a force. Sometimes you'll hear teachings or, or pastors, they'll treat the Holy Spirit like some kind of force, like the Star War mentalities. Um, and uh, the Holy Spirit has a mind. As you go through the scriptures, the Holy Spirit has emotions. The Holy Spirit has a will. And um, the Holy Spirit is intelligent. First Corinthians chapter 2 tells us. Uh, we know that the Holy Spirit, uh, as we are told, searches all things. Uh, is what Paul writes to the Corinthian church. We know that the Holy Spirit has emotions. Um, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, grief is an emotion. It's not something that can be experienced by a force. So grief is something one feels. So we're not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Also, the Holy Spirit has a will. When Paul continued to write in 1 Corinthians, the Holy Spirit distributes spiritual gifts to each one individually as he wills. Many of you are familiar with that verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 
And that's important for us to realize because, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one that distributes the spiritual gifts and, and that are listed there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and that includes the gift of tongues, the gift of prophecy, interpretation of tongues. He distributes to each one according to his will. And then the Holy Spirit, you know, works, confirms his personality. Um, again, that he's a person. The Holy Spirit teaches believers. We know that Jesus would mention that in John chapter 14. He testifies, John chapter 15. He guides believers, um, as we see that in Romans chapter 8. He commissions people to service. Uh, we see that. Remember when Paul and Barnabas were praying with the leadership there at the church of Antioch in Acts chapter 13, um, and um, he, the, he was, the Holy Spirit called Paul and Barnabas for their first missionary journey. Uh, the Holy Spirit, he commands to believe. Um, he restrains sin, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. He intercedes for the believers. So there's plenty and plenty of evidence that the Holy Spirit is God. And I think that, once again, that um, I've been very uh, blessed to hear the questions as people are studying the Scriptures. I want to remind you that keep listening to Grace FM, um, to good Bible teaching, get grounded in the Word of God, because there can be, you know, a lot of false information or interpretations concerning the Scripture against, you know, concerning the character of God, who He is, the plan of salvation. So we want to be grounded in the Word of God, and it's important for us to do that. It's important for us to um, be able to, uh, to you know, test the Spirit and... Um, and we are to do that by studying the scriptures. And Calvary Live's a part of that to be able to answer your questions. I do have, uh, as there's no phone calls coming in, uh, but as we're nearing the end of the show, there is, please pray for my brother Kevin. He's in the emergency room with eternal bleeding. I think it's important for us before we end the show to be able to do that. Um, so, um, Father, we do pray that, Lord, that, I pray that you, this individual that has a brother in the emergency room, I pray that you would just be with them, that you would help them, that you'd minister to them. And Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, just bring healing to this individual, this internal bleeding, be with the the medical staff, be with the nurses, um, those who are treating him. And Lord, we just pray for your healing upon him in every way. Lord, I thank you for today's show, and I just want to pray, Lord, um, for those who are traveling in the snow as it's making its way down the front range, um, as we end the show, as uh, people find themselves in the middle of traffic, as they find themselves uh, in, uh, Lord, um, the wet roads and slick, for your safety, for your protection, get everybody home safely. And Lord, we thank you that we can gather together here on Calvary Live. And we look forward to tomorrow, Lord willing, we'll be back at the same time to be able to encourage each other, to bless each other. All the prayer requests that we gave today, Lord, once again, we just uh, put them before you. The marriages that need healing, Lord, those who need healing physically, those who need a touch in their families, Lord, we just pray for your work. And we know that you love us and that you care for us. So I do pray that you would um, just minister to everyone here today. 
And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, we're getting towards the end of the show. Again, thank you for everyone who's called. want to remind you that we've had some people call and saying that how they desire to be in church, to be in fellowship, especially today in which we are in, uh, be in a good Bible-believing church, uh, be in fellowship with one another. We really need that. We need to encourage one another. It's great to be together you know, on as we gather on Calvary Live, but to be in person, to be in person and encouraging one another. And, and I pray that the Lord strengthens you and the Lord blesses you in every way. And there was a verse I wanted to read to you at the beginning of the show, and we got busy. But the Lord is righteous in all his ways, David writes in one forty Psalm 145, gracious in all his works. And the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserves all who loves him. And he loves you, and he desires to work in your life. And know this, that he is righteous in all his ways, even when we don't fully understand what he is doing. And he is gracious in all his works. He saved us, and he's forgiven us. And that's a message that we can give to others. So, so grateful to be with you. Thank you so much for everyone being in today's program and for your encouragement. God bless you. Drive safe going home if you're on the roads. Be safe where you're at. God bless you. Tomorrow at the same time, we'll be back. And we'll be back with Calvary Life. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.